Hello and welcome. This is Kelly Fitzpatrick with Red Monk here to kick off a Red Monk conversation mini series of sorts on artificial intelligence because we've been hearing and speaking about it so much as you can imagine. In this inaugural episode, we will be talking about AI and observability. With me today is Gagan Singh from Elastic. Gagan, can you please tell our audience a little about, bit about who you are and what you do? Thanks, uh, thanks, Kelly. Great to be here. Yeah, this, my name is Kagan Singh. I lead the product marketing for observability here at Elastic, and really excited to be here. Um, and, and thank you for for joining me so much. Um, so, so jumping into the observability part of our our conversation, when folks in the tech industry hear Elastic, they often think Elasticsearch or maybe other components of the the Elk stack, um, you know, Logstash, Kibana, now Beats. When people hear elastic, observability is, however, probably not as top of mind. To your mind, what should folks know about Elastic's take on the observability space? Right. Yeah. So that's that's an ama amazing question. And so, you know, one of the things is uh, Elastic got its start with the Elk stack, and that's what we're known for uh, across the world. And you know, we're one of the most downloaded solutions out there in in the um, in the industry. And so, as as you, you may be aware, Elk stats is, uh, stands for Elasticsearch, Logstash, and Kibana. But we've been really making great strides over the years, and uh, you know, Elastic has been focused on the observability solution. And the big reason for that is we feel that. Ultimately, observability is a data problem, and that's what Elastic is really, really awesome at, geared to do and solve with all types of data. And so we've been making rapid innovations on observability, and you'll see that we have a full stack observability solution, which a lot of our customers and prospects are surprised to hear about. And I, I like that assertion that observability is, is like a data problem. And it's one right. where, where data is, is increasing everywhere, but mm -hmm. especially around observability. Right. We we think that that's you know it's been really beneficial to us because ultimately you'll see how uh, observability has come into play, how it has evolved, and if you go back a little bit historically, right, and think through it, uh, we started initially with the world of data centers where updates were not as frequent, where people knew what to look for, so they used tools, right? You know whether you had Nagios or others open source tools, or for that matter, any other tool that you might have. And, and everything was being done in silos. And then with the advent of cloud, uh, that got really, really complex. And, uh, you know, the silos starting to break down a little bit. And operations teams and vendors in the industry realized that, you know, you know, operations teams needed something that connected the dots together. And so the, mm. you know, observability was born, which was really trying to bring the different signals together, metrics, logs, traces in a unified view. So that's, uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's been a really, really interesting uh, trend. And obviously we continue to see an evolution there as well, which uh, we can talk about in a little bit here. Yeah. And I, you know, I very much, I think, so let's, let's jump into the, the AI yeah. part of things talking about evolution. Um, no, to your mind, where does AI fit in Elastic's kind of portfolio and what does it mean for Elastic's like observability capabilities? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, so, like I said, Elastic is, you know, has been, uh, you know, for us, it's all about data. It's it's being able to derive insights from data. And we've been at machine learning for a number of years. We've been working on it. We provide extensive machine learning capabilities 
in our platform. And, and we've been really lucky to be able to leverage and for users to look at those, to take those capabilities and apply them to, for example, both in the observability as well as the security domain. Uh, and the, the way we see it headed is that uh, with the advent of, let's say, generative AI coming into the picture, there's, a, there's obviously much more um, usage in practice. And we believe that we're going to move more and more towards AI-powered observability, where we, you know, we think from an elastic standpoint, we're really well positioned, and and that's what we've been looking uh, towards and and working towards. And I, I like that articulation very much. That observability as kind of powered by AI. Right. So when you talk about the relationship between these these kind of two technologies or entities and how they run into each other. Um, I very I very much like that you are kind of setting out what that, what that relationship is. Right. And I think the way we've been thinking about it is there's been a lot of talk for AI ops for a number of years, right? And that's, that's really being able to apply all the machine learning on the data to be able to reduce the noise in terms of the alert storms that people may get, you know, to be more and more proactive, right? We feel that uh, obviously, we have the capabilities from a AI ops perspective, but then complemented that with the generative AI, where it becomes and enables, you know, let's say level one operations teams, level two operations teams. You don't have to be an expert at every error message that's being spitted out by the different systems. You can actually have an interactive dialogue with it and get all the information that you need. And so that's where we feel the, you know, the whole combination of AI ops and Generative AI will be really the next um, next um, area where we'll be we'll be seeing the breakthrough and the turbocharging of AI ops. Quite honestly, yeah, and I like this. Uh, I like this this kind of vision, if you will, um, simply because it, it it kind of boils down to these very concrete. What does this mean for you know people who are who are working in this field? Right. Yeah, and and so you know, it's it's. I think we've been. Uh, historically, if you look at the teams, uh, operations and SRE teams and uh, DevOps teams and so on, there's been a lot of training around how you can build dashboards, how you can look at dashboards. Uh, and while that may be very informative, but and, and there's definitely a place for it, but is there a way where, you know, at the time you need the data, you're actually able to bring that information together, right? Uh, or being able to proactively about it. And it's not just only being able to apply machine learning to only a single data type. You know, it's like metrics, logs, traces, any sort of business KPIs, all those capabilities you can bring in and you should be able to apply machine learning to those, right? And, um, and, and that's really, really important. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, and so another question. Yeah. To my mind, I think one of the, very tricky things when you're talking about AI and observability is that there has been a ubiquity about AI um, right. to the point where we have we have seen so much AI watching, almost like mm -hmm. everybody wants to just a stick a sticker on something that says like now with AI. Yeah. Um, and then before ge like generative AI really kind of took over everybody's imagination, we kind of saw that with observability as well, and that people right. were just like, we do observability now. Um, how do people sort through all of this noise to kind of find, like, to kind of see what really is going on with AI and observability? 
Right. I mean, and, and that's uh, that's that's really has been an area of confusion for, you know, folks in the industry and uh, really trying to understand where's the hype, where's the reality. And ultimately, my suggestion is that as uh, teams are considering the solutions, be able to l- look at a couple of areas. Right. One is. Are your solutions able to ingest the type of data, the the scale of data that you're actually looking for, right? How easy is it for you to be able to ingest that data? Uh, And uh, and then what do you actually do with that data, right? And um, so it's, you know, are you able to, for example, apply all sorts of machine learning to it? When you talk about, for example, generative AI, there's this aspect of, okay, how do you you know, you can definitely link to things like OpenAI, right, and and other uh, public um, capabilities that exist out there. Uh, but how do you then use? But that can cause a lot of hallucinations as well. So how do you apply some of your private data and proprietary data where it makes sense to your operations team? So those are important things to ask, consider. Uh, and, you know, like, how do you personalize any of that? Are you able to apply? Uh, does your uh, machine learning or generative AI learn based on every time it has an interaction? Does it build the models a little bit more? Uh, is it able to leverage your data, right? And then being able to um, to be able to uh, then then solve the problem, to be able to give you that context uh, is really, really important. And, and I think for you know the job of say an SRE context is is always always important. Right, I, I believe that that's going to be a great. Um, th- those are big areas to sort of consider to look at, um, and and I would say uh, you have to look at the uh, you know the ability to when you're looking at error conditions or things of that sort, you have to be able to say, okay, what does this mean in my context? Uh, that's an important question. Does how does the tool that you're looking at really solve your problem? Is it able to leverage your runbooks uh, for any sort of remediation and so on? Are things that SRE teams have to continue to think about and look at when they're evaluating vendors when it comes to observability, when it comes to AI and generative AI, and and you know how it solves their day to day problems. No, I think I think that that is very good advice. Um, so we, we've talked a little bit about where we see AI and observability now. It, to your mind, where does observability kind of go from here? Like, what is an observability's future? And I know AI is, is part of that, but maybe not all of it. Right. I mean, so I think uh, definitely that's that, that's one area AI. So the way we think about it, I would say, and the way we talk about it in the market is that we, like I said before, we were in the monitoring world earlier in the earlier days, and that evolved into the observability world, which based on the evolutions of the infrastructure, the applications, the cloud native, and so on, that continue to happen in the market. But now we are ha- we are moving into more and more an AI-powered observability world, right? Where it's about generative AI. It's about being able to leverage AI with AI ops and so on. But in addition to that, we also feel that uh, open telemetry is going to play a big part in this evolution in the market. You know, customers are looking for increasingly for observability vendors and solutions to be open, to be able to leverage these open standards uh, to make sure that, you know, their data ingestion, their data ingestion architectures are all fairly flexible. They're able to 
get the maximum benefit out of the data that they're able to achieve uh, to get right and um, and that's one of the things that we feel is going to be really really a big evolution and if you look at from an elastic standpoint uh, we had a while back contributed elastic common schema to open telemetry and the and really the big intention there with obviously working very closely with the hotel semcon was to make sure that there's a common schema that helps break down the data silos of the different types of information coming in, right? And that applies to both observability and security. And so that's something that the hotel world is also very interested in. We feel the next thing is really the standardization of where Elastic, for example, has been supporting hotel cloud native and, and sorry, natively, which means is that you could use an Elastic agent or you can use an hotel agent or an SDK to be able to just transparently be able to see all the information related to traces in, in, in Elastic itself. And the next step is really where we are converging on a single uh, collection architecture and ingestion architecture, which is based on hotel. And that applies for both observability and security because we feel that that's really, you know, both of these are a big data problem. Another aspect I would talk about here in terms of the evolution we see is that, you know, there's 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 been metrics logs traces for a long time, but we believe that uh, the profiling signal through continuous profiling signal. Uh, it, continuous profiling is really important as well because it also bridges the gap between what you get before you can do let's say apm related instrumentation but provide sres very deep insights in terms of the code the code optimization the usage of the infrastructure the applications the functions uh, and what's what's optimal and not what's not uh, especially given these days when there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, focus on OpEx and cloud costs and so on. So you want your costs to be optimized, but being delivered the right performance. Yeah, and the and I think another note that we've you know heard around profiling is you know not just, also cloud costs, which which more and more organizations like, care about um, in this right. day and age, but also sustainability. It's like right. if you can just use less resources, you're using less resources, which is just kind of kind of good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, going green is a big initiative for every every enterprise, every customer out there, and so we feel that that is something that really really helps deliver on that promise for customers and so we're really excited about it and so yeah we 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 think that the um the the future for observability really lies in a couple of these big uh areas that that really is you know around ai around being open and flexible in terms of your architecture around customers owning their own data so final question in the future do we have a world where observability has zero dashboards yeah, I mean, we, I believe that that could be the case, but I think at the end of the day, there is a value. So here's the way I would say it. the respond to that question is to say that in terms of the information, humans can ultimately, these are, uh, there's, there's going to be some level of automation. There's going to be some level of human interaction that will always stay there. So a lot of the data can be automated, can be, um, you know, leverage using machine learning and all those capabilities. And I believe for those you need no, uh, you don't need dashboards. You want you want to be just notified of what the problem is, what you know the solution considers to be the root cause of the problem, because we understand the environment really well. But 
you know, when it comes to any sort of remediation, being able to look at the information, there is definitely, there are always going to be areas and areas of opportunity where humans are interacting with that data. And I believe that's when things like dashboards and all sorts of reports come in because, you know, you want to look at certain sort of uh, trends over a period of time that can be only visualized. You know, you want to be able to do some sort of reporting. Maybe you are, uh, you know, gold on SLAs that you're able to deliver, which the other person is going to look at. So I think, Yes, there will be um, there will be an increasingly less reliance on solving problems through dashboards or identifying problems through dashboards, uh, and and that will more get more and more automated. But uh, you know, solving the problems, remediating might still involve um, looking at visual elements, which would be the dashboards. I will take that. I will take a more optimized use of dashboards as opposed to the kind of dashboards everywhere. It's like dashboards all the way down. Right, feel, right. Like because that days. doesn't solve any problem. And I think the other thing I would mention there really big, uh, quickly is that oftentimes you have operations teams who are looking at dashboards. They're looking at, you know, for example, CPU going up and down on all those other things. But the bigger question to ask is, uh, ultimately, you can have a number, but is your business operating the way you want it? Is, is the, are the business transactions going through? So what if our CPU is at 90%? Does it really matter? That's the big question that, that, you know, users, the operations teams have to start considering more and more of is how do they connect the operational uh, data to the business data. And again, it's a data problem, but being able to connect that dots, being able to see what the trends are, what the anomalies are, you want to be definitely notified when there's a business problem, whether your CPU and memory is running high or low, it doesn't matter if your business is not performing, something's wrong. So we are at time, but this has been a great conversation. Kagan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Kelly. It's, it's been really having a great having a discussion around uh, ML around whole generative AI, as well as, you know, open telemetry. Those are big concepts that are uh, being talked about in the industry. And I'm really, really excited about the future of observability.